Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Welcome back to Gab and Girl Time. We've been talking to, we're doing a brief recap. This is our second part to our two-part episode that we're doing with our mystery, with mystery, our mystery guest talking about a serious subject here. Yeah, let's put out our trigger warning. If, yes. um, if your triggers are emotional, verbal, and physical, physical abuse, abuse if, rape, non-consent any of the above you're definitely this is an episode that you may want to skip it's got very mature uh content it's the second part of our after school special it is on things not to do how to tell abuse (laughs) from bdsm relationship which is extremely important because of the nature of the relationship on how easy that line can get blurred. Let's go over our for BDSM real quick rack. You should know your rack. You should know your rack, your risk aware consensual kink. <laughs> so for those that are looking for a mentor, you do not fuck your mentees. You do not fuck your mentees. <laughs> And listen to your gut, I would say. Uh, really, just listen to it. When the alarm started sounding in your head. However, also, don't beat yourself up if you ignored some of those flags or made them into a scarf or used them at the family picnic, <laughs> the red flags that were around. You know, don't beat yourself up because especially when it has been what I call the frog in the pot, which is where the water didn't start out hot. You know, in these relationships, if someone were to just come an abusive person and just off the bat, punch you in the face you would not accept this behavior you know it would not be a behavior that you would be like hey yeah i'm gonna continue to do this over and over again when it's that abrupt but abuse doesn't happen that way so there's always questions why didn't you get out why didn't you do this why didn't you do that in our guest mystery it's been established that her abuser was very cerebral They really connected both emotionally and on what they wanted physically. They were uh, mentor-mentee is how the relationship started. And then it just turned into, by the time it ended, it seemed to be master-slave and very abusive. And the thing is, for somebody just listening and going, but this is a BDSM you know, podcast. Yeah, isn't this what they like? Yeah, isn't this mm-hmm. the ultimate of the relationship? Possibly, but the key ingredient we're missing in this entire scenario is consent. And our guest, in my opinion, 
has been manipulated in the times and coerced when she's given consent. She's been forced. She's been forced to consent, which in my term is not consent. (laughs) If it's not enthusiastic, if it's not an enthusiastic, yes, it's a no. So force consent Vanilla life, BDSM life, all lives is no. No means no. So here we are. Mystery. Here we, are. we have a lot to unpack. We unpack the fact that um, you guys met. You had a two-year very orator. Is that the word? Or Yeah. An, or- an oratory relationship? An oratory, yes, an oratory, cerebral relationship. You met each other at a munch, which is exactly how we tell everybody to meet people in this community. So you were doing everything that you thought was the right way to do it. Uh, some of the things right off the bat that might just be, you know, but who's to say what timeline for what person is what? I don't know how long you talked on the phone previously before you met him in person at the Munch, but um, that very day you experienced implements with him out behind the uh, uh, area. It was kind of public, which is kind of funny because that's one of the first turns on turn ons with my daddy, who's actually a very good daddy. So it's it's a weird thing. But it wasn't after a month and we had interacted with each other. Right. But that particular scene was very, woohoo, you know, so for me, I didn't understand exactly how that was hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm over here co-signing and validating, even though the behavior may be quick for some people. How? You know, because that's always the question. How? How did you get your... You're an alpha female who's very intelligent. This is a cerebral relationship. How? And that's always how they get you. You know, that's literally, it's, you know, so when you're looking at your relationship to the outside eye in a BDSM world, it seems cool. Everything's copacetic, you know, it's a very fluid thing. You guys are exploring stuff. You were able to explore fantasies. Now I'm, I am spinning this like the ultimate of the BDSM relationship, which is not your experience by the way, but I'm saying, you know, you get to experience having a sexy big man, you know, whatever. You know, oh, what's not to like about that? So, see, I'm spinning it like the porn version, which we know is not reality. But, it, you know, you get the things that a lot of subs with their daddies have wanted. You know, we it's very cliche about men having threesomes with females, even in vanilla world and everything. And one of the great things in BDSM world is that men tend to be more fluid or more open or less shocks them or upset them so if you wanted to have two men they're you know 
for some subs, that's the big woohoo, you know, I really want to do this and it'll be safe. And my man, my Dom will be there to protect me and everything will be great. And it's not like I'm going to be, you know, banged in the high school locker room by two or three of the football players or whatever, you know, what, however your high school went. <laughs> <laughs> we know how your high school wow. went. <laughs> How I want to have gone to like Catholic school or something. Fantasies are fantasies. This is what I have to bitch please her and bring her her back to center. I know. But I'm just saying like not. Anyway, so on the outside world, which is what so many abusive men do, like let's go away from BDSM movies and look at like sleeping with the enemy to... The outside world, it looks like he's like, hey, hey, I'm Mr. You know, I'm groovy guy with the perfect, you know, BDSM slave, whatever, sub, whatever. And you guys haven't even discussed what am I called? What's my dynamic? What am I supposed to be doing? You've just been like, well, this is what I think a sub does. Mm hmm. And he's just been like, well, until we get out in public and we play, and then I'm going to scene you in public. And then because of how he's doing it to everybody around them, I didn't have not seen them. I didn't see this. So, um, but from what I get from last episode when we were talking is that it looked more like he was taking out stuff on you instead of having a scene with you yeah is that accurate instead of fulfilling her masochistic needs and desires it was all you know it was just total abuse just yeah just she was just she was an object she was something to hit yes okay Yeah. yeah something to hit and who could take that hit because there were people that were like oh god no screw that they take one hit and they were like, Red, I'm out. And, you know, I've, from the beginning, I was a very hard bottom with, you know, with a lot of different tops. I mean, and it was, it was okay. It was, it felt great. It was where I needed to be. It put me in a place in my head to take away the pain from my disability. And it, your subspace right. you were in subspace yes. and it was nice and it was nice because i could get out of pain i could get out of the everyday be a good girl that's the way, the way people do things and you know we were talking about um why and i i sit back sometimes and sit on the toilet taking a piss and you're like oh hey i've got an epiphany on this one i think at one point I thought, well, maybe this is the way it is supposed to be, and I'm a really bad sub, so maybe I need to just suck it up. And I've had people, you know, Braddy, you've asked me, well, are you sure you didn't want that in, you know, you didn't want to? I mean, what part of that, you know, sounds pretty sexy in there. Is that what, are you sure that's not what you wanted? And then I get... I kind of would implode on myself and go, well, maybe I was wrong. You know, maybe I was just a bad sub. And so those are going back into the I'm going to beat myself up about everything because maybe it was 
It's a question that I've asked myself Mm -hmm. plenty of times. I've put myself in some pretty precarious situations. And at the moment, you're thinking, oh, this is not right. This is not right. This is not right. But after you've finished the scene and you've overcome it, then you're like, oh, yeah, that was I totally pushed myself. And this was the thing for me to do at that particular time but it's just in that little moment right there do I really want this so that's why I ask you those questions Mm -hmm. like that it's not to it's certainly not to make yourself implode (laughs) on yourself and for that I apologize no and I was at there was such especially right after everything happened when I could sit back and everything was at the time very safe I was in my head a lot going Mm. you know did I do something wrong and and I would say that to people maybe I should just maybe I was wrong and I should just and they were like "Um, if you go back if you had not left you would be dead you know by the end I was like I said waking up with hands around my throat being screamed at with my arms pinned and I then I go back and I look at it and go, yeah, that was that was kind of bad. I would yeah, have been like, dead. I could have died. No sense except that he had some type of running conversation drunk with himself and started something. Mm-hmm. Thinking that I had started the and he was going to finish I, it. Like I said, I would just wake up going, what? In the I mean, world? just whatever. You could have yeah. been snoring and it pissed him off. Right. Go, Who knows? Going back just a little mm-hmm. bit to one point that I wanted to bring up as a masochist. You and I are both heavy bottoms. I find pain to be very, very cathartic. Certain types of pain. No, I do not want to be cut. I don't care for needles. I like impact play. I like hard impact play. It's really an an inner conflict for the masochist because on one hand you want to see how strong you are and how much you can take and I don't know about you but I can also orgasm from pain um, which makes things (laughs) really freaking great and all those endorphins are rushing through your body and you forget about all the maybe internal pain or emotional pain that you might have Um, even if it's just brief it takes that away so it's really a struggle between is it too much is it abuse am i responsible for every hit i take that's where i am in it and i i think that a lot of people don't understand that about pain sluts that we struggle with it as well you know other people see it as abuse where we're looking at it as more of you know an instrument of catharticism right right just like what you just said about pushing through well if somebody admires you and admires that you push through to the other side of something that everything, their fear hackles are going off, any of the red flags are going off. I mean, because the difference is, though, what's real fear, what was contrived for you, what is going to tear you down to build you up? Like a good dom is like, boot camp protocol where they take you as a person of who you were and they break you down but 
build you back up. However, it you know, it's like sequences have been skipped. That's where it becomes a such a wide amount of abuse. Yeah, and in Mystery's case, there was no building back up. Yes. It was just it's, the hole was di- deeper and mm-hmm. deeper and deeper. Yes, I can sit back and having been in a vanilla relationship, I I've, I've been in a few different types of abusive relationships. I think once your picker's broken, sometimes <laughs> you you forget you've got the same, oh my God, I've picked the same gift in a different package. They just repackaged it. It's the same ketchup. I can't stand this ketchup. Why do I always buy this ketchup? Mm-hmm. It's because you like the package, you know? The inside is the same, ugh. But for whatever reason, once your picker is broken, sometimes, and it might be different types of abuse that you're in this person hits many marks of what is okay in a bdsm relationship it also shows that he's he's an intelligent person that he has read enough maybe he really was in old guard and did whatever but you're only as good as the person before you or what you are, you know, the material that you read, the the data that you consume. And you were also hidden from that. He didn't give you any access to any extra data in the lifestyle. You didn't get the, you know, hey, read this, do this. And everything was done with a sense of immediacy, which in some parts of your life is very, very important. But if you're looking at somebody that you want to spend a lifetime with or, you know, and they for real want that, then it's not going to be you have to do these things in this time frame of whatever we're going to do. It'll be you're ready for this whenever you're ready for it. And you might never be ready for it. And it's okay. We can do this over here Mm -hmm. instead. And I feel like there was none of that for you. And I would get that from him all the time where it was, well, you just want a vanilla relationship and that's the way you want it. But I will never be vanilla. If you won't, you know, we would be married, whatever, but I will still, I will have a submissive, I will still be in the BDSM you know, community, I will do this. And I always said, well, so will I, because I am, you know, sadomasochist more now, but that's my lifestyle too. So why be in a relationship with somebody who's good, says that I just need to go vanilla and be done with it so i mean and and going back to how you feel as a as a bottom you know there for a while it was pride i felt good that i was making my dominant good look good and we all do that i mean we want to be a we want to be a very good reflection of our partner well you were doing that And I was. And then he somehow, I don't know this, okay, and I'm sorry if I'm stepping over (laughs) you, um, but as your movie plays out, as I'm watching your movie unfold for us here, we're listening (laughs) to this, I, I feel like what he flipped a switch with you 
where you could no longer trust him. Mm-hmm. My guess is the dude, the last guy. Yes. That's when I lost respect. And once that respect was lost, I dug. I would pick. I would dig. I became more alpha. Myself came out. And that was hitting every trigger that he thought that he had already squashed. Because you saw the weakness or what would be perceived as a weakness in the BDSM lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even though he's like Domly Dom Master, they really don't want people to know that they're actually bi. Right. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and he had friends that were very, or just homophobic in any way, shape, or form, so they had to lie about themselves. So when he taught me, taught me how to fist him, mm. peg him, those things then gave me the, oh, okay, I'm dominating this person who's supposed to... And he's not doing it in a context of, hey, I'm just going to explain it, and then we'll get somebody in here to do it. No, he thoroughly enjoyed it. But there were things by that point where it was like, okay, I really like this domination because of all the hell he put me through. I mean, Mm -hmm. we would be in the middle of a scene, and I'm one that once you come up and talk to me, you know, just don't speak to me until I'm out, he would come up and say, have you had enough? And if I said yes, it wouldn't be reflecting the dominant because I wasn't, I wasn't accepting the, the scene. I should be able to keep going. If I said no, which I did a lot, it would go on. And then at that point, it just got really ugly and people would walk away. Um, so that, that I think, think was the start of you know losing respect for somebody and like I said there were a couple places one and I'm glad you put that out there about um, the guy that raped me that really was the beginning of losing respect all the other guys that he brought in yes that I felt that that was me not you know oh I should have enjoyed it Okay, well, I'll start drinking, so I will enjoy it, or at least relax enough to enjoy it. Right. It's you, in your brain and mind, you've got this, you know, I'm in a relationship with this dude. This is really weird having him watch me be with these people that I don't even know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I would have to drink in that situation, even if I wanted it. Yeah. You know, because I don't know about relaxing enough to just be like, hey, Rando, you know, although, I mean, I've had my moments, believe yeah. me, because I've made bad oh. mistakes where, I mean, I've just hate people. But it's somebody people. that you've probably chose and not to hate yeah. fuck in front of somebody <laughs> that exactly. I don't know, that <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. me but being that was your like, choice. Right. boom, yeah. come on. Yeah. And, and it I, wasn't, yes. I, and it wasn't yeah. just just going into a room and being like oh ta-da this person's in your home and they're gonna do this and the other thing is even if they did in that dynamic the minute you said red it should have been get the fuck out of her now 
Right. You t- th- you at know? that point, your like, trust in him is completely gone. Mm-hmm. I would, yes, I would because, say that. Well, you know already. Yeah. And I've yeah. been like, I, you can't even, for me right now, where I am right now, I mean, if I call red and you don't stop, fuck you, you're never playing with me again, period. And that's not always the case with a lot of people, because some people are like, you know, like Braddy's daddy asked, do you want me to push your limits? In other words, to me, that's saying if I say red and you keep doing it a few more times or whatever, and then I go, oh, I'm back to yellow again or whatever, you know, that's asking that and when he asked me that question i would say no it's not okay when i say red that means red because i already am going to let you push my limits because of where i am on pride you know if you're, did he respect your wishes if you're top he never i haven't been taught by your daddy yet oh well i'm saying that out. i'm saying <laughs> yes, that if you your are. daddy if your daddy were to yes. top me but that's the communication that you are supposed to have. And, you know, this, I hate to seem like I'm yelling at you. I'm not no, yelling at you. Red means red. red. Just fucking stop. <laughs> yes. And no. To it's sit no. There and to explain it to this person who raped me exactly what red means. At that point, he should have been like, okay, now get off the bed well i just want to know the psychology he did was he with all the other guys as well when all this went down no or not that you knew of not that i knew of but they would just come in and do it and go right and then this guy though he does this to you and this dude's like okay so it's just a weird dynamic. I don't know how he goes from, you know, oh, well, you rape my son to let me suck your dick all night and, you know, yeah. put it in my butt or whatever. I mean, are you supposed to understand psychopaths? Because no, that's not, what I, I mean, mean, you know, it, most psychopaths are intelligent. Yeah, you know, I know. especially yeah. a narcissistic. Yeah, yeah I just want to figure. But either that or he knew it was going to be the end you know, like he knew this was the last dude that they were, y'all were going to get to bring over. So he yeah. was either, if it's a random person off Craigslist, what's weird is, did this dude have a, hey, my chick has a rape fantasy, come rape her or whatever. Or was it just sheer size? I want to know if that's why it hurt so bad because dude just had a really big Johnson. Big and long. The long was what hurt. I mean, yeah, he's hitting your cervix yeah, over okay. and over that and was, over. So he was so big. Yeah, that's it was totally about the dick. And he was like, yeah. I ain't going to let this dick go. Exactly. <laughs> Especially know? when he said, okay, turn over. So if, he, if you can't take it there, then you're going to take it up the ass. Oh, so he went ahead and made that dude do that to you or the black, the the guy did it? The guy did it. He had he had him put me on my back. He held my legs well the guy fucked me in the ass and that was after you called red that was after we kind of stopped and went out and they drank some more fucking pisses you off doesn't it if i ever see him again so they okay (laughs) you called red they stopped they went out drank had a good time and he was like well just come back and fuck her in the ass she'll be all right yeah like we we all went out and and I'm sitting there on the couch like, okay, at what point is he going to say, okay, nice to meet you. I got what I wanted him. GTFO. Basically. Yeah. And he stayed. 
and he stayed and he stayed and I'm like this is really making me mad and I I mean I was shutting down I was just he was like well let's go you know back to the room okay you know and like I said a lot of it was up until that point it was maybe I am just a really bad submissive yeah, you're it's supposed my fault. To be doing I'm this. supposed to be listening to what he says. I'm supposed to be a well, better did he person. Say sex on demand or whatever, because he gave you that whole scenario that he would feel bad if his master didn't, you know, take advantage of him every chance that he got. That's when I'm just like, this is just. I, I know it feels like we should have dun 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 dun. Yeah. Even in my um, my support groups, they're like, if we <sighs> didn't know, if we didn't see the video and stuff, we would not believe the shit you are telling us. Mm-hmm. We would say, this is the most psychotic girl that wants to write a fiction novel, and she's doing a damn good job of it. But no, every last bit of it was happening. And I do get a lot of people that are like, oh, if I had just seen the abuse, I was a social butterfly. You would never know there was anything going on. You know, the marks that I had were from parties. He never marked me when we were at home. It was waterboarding. It was things it that don't leave marks. Exactly. Yeah. Until the last. But... You know, it, I always got that from people. And I wrote something down because I had said it to somebody. And I put, if you take the blame for not seeing my abuse, you take away the strength I gave myself the day I left. And people are like, oh. So I'm just like, it's it's not your fault. It's, it's not your place to take the blame. To know. you. How do you know? You're not a damn mind reader. Right. You don't, Especially when I'm like, oh, I'm out there and I'm having fun. Well, and yeah. people are, you know, people are, we're talking. I mean, and you, hit it, gonna, you hit it very well. Who's going to question? And when you're in the lifestyle, nobody's going to question the marks that you have unless you mm-hmm. say something. I mean, I had a joke for a long time, and honestly, it's because I got Botox, uh, but I had a black eye. And it was like, you know, I walked around East Tennessee unapologetically with a black eye for two weeks. And it's like, you know, nobody even questioned it. Like, it's like they just all knew, you know, obviously I didn't listen, which is the worst joke. But, I mean, it's like they knew, oh, you know, or she can't keep her mouth shut or whatever. Well, it's like being told by the, you know, assistant district attorney. um, Well, we're not going to take him to court because we can't prove that you didn't consent. Okay, that's That's what I want to get into. That's the difference. I want to get into what made you say, no more, this is enough, Mm -hmm. I'm done. I want you to go into that and then go into the what you had to endure after when, in my opinion, you were just abused all over again by the legal system. Worse than, you know, some, I, I mean, to some extent, I was as much abused by the legal system as I was by him because they were just putting it in my head that, you know what? the way I thought before that, oh, maybe I'm being a bad sub, they were 
making it that well you were a bad sub we can't we can't say you didn't consent to it the night before we had talked and um he was like you have three days to become a better sub and i was like yes sir yes sir i I can work on it and then i thought i got up the next morning and i was sitting on the couch and i looked at him and i was like i'm giving you 30 days i mean you could see the difference between the day before just the look on my face the sound of my voice i was like you have 30 days and he was like what i said you gave me three days to become a better submissive i am not you've got 30 days to leave oh but but i thought you meant i thought you meant um you know 30 days to become uh, for our relationship for us to work on it and i was like no and then you can see where that whole gaslighting thing and then it came around to well it's your fault he goes off to work i stew and i'm like okay this so. is after the guy oh this abuse. is yeah this, this is, is towards the end yeah, this is the so from what i'm getting is you've been doing your digging and your alpha submissive behavior and he's tired of it so he's telling you you got mm-hmm. three days to be a better submissive and is, this is, is that about right a, this yeah. is like two and a half years in between you know with all of this stuff okay from that's that yeah first that's what initial. i'm trying timeline again right and you have the other person right. who is supposed to be your sub but it didn't work out that way right uh, i was woken up having my leg punched going she's ours she's our as he's you know fucking the hell out of her you know she's ours she's our sub and i'm like oh great okay roll over so i mean yeah that's the way she became his sub i was just supposed to be i guess a friend that she was supposed to help i don't know everybody wouldn't but was it sisters were you supposed to be sisters it was never put out that way it was like i'm alpha sub and she's the second oh so you bottom bitch yeah yeah you're supposed to yeah so you're punch her ass back and say listen yeah Yeah. okay don't ride my dick over here while i'm trying to sleep (laughs) you know (laughs) this is what you do (laughs) fucking punch me in the thigh we would have had a very bad night the three of us yeah well i was just like if i wasn't so damn tired yeah well and it's not fair because you do have a immune issue you have an autoimmune and you know your body betrays you a lot too which is another thing we haven't uh, really hit on a lot except for the fact that he was supposed to take care of you like a daddy and he turns into this dang monster that's another fucking thing too is that he knew that you were sick he knew that you had a disability that you had a disease everybody that i did but he wants to make himself to be out the white knight that has come and saved you. Mm-hmm. I, right. I think probably above everything else, that is what pisses me off the most. Yeah, like just he's the delusion. The great, these the great mm-hmm. grand master. Every time you go to chemo, in. I will be right next to you holding your hand. No, never did. Would call me and, you know, oh, how are you doing from work? Wouldn't take off 
any time. I mean, he had been there long enough that he could have gotten FMLA to come every other month and sit with me or something. Never did. He came home from work. It was, he was on the phone with a friend of ours. They were talking about um, breaking this friend's submissive, who was a really good friend of this now third person in our relationship who was then all weepy and you know oh this is so and she just got all quiet and we were sitting in the hot tub and it's set at 104 degrees people with ms cannot stand heat for very long Mm -hmm. we get physically ill we can completely shut down it's it can be bad so i stood up to step out to cool off some Mm-hmm. And I was told, um, you need to get back in here and sit down. You, you know, at that point, I think everything was a good show for her, like that last two weeks or so. And I was like, I can't. I've I've got to cool off some, and I will get back in. You know, I just have to cool off some, and not emotionally. It was <laughs> my skin is too hot. I'm boiling. So then I do, after I get yelled at multiple times, I do get back in the tub. And he, at one point, he starts um, then yelling at me again in front of her that about the submissive that was supposed to be broken. And now I find out, I understand what that is. You, It's a like one night where you're broken down and then they build you up which i never got so that's why i was like okay i don't understand what you're talking about explain it to me and then i was just being obtuse and at that point he like pulled my leg and pushed me under the water and went to get out of the hot tub and because my leg was there he tripped but i had almost i was trying to trip him this is where that story is and so as soon as he gets out i get out and i'm like oh thank god goes you know starts walking around screaming you can see him going in and out drinking so he was getting more and more drunk this you know i had gone towed off put on a robe was sitting out on the porch and that's when that whole you know you're this horrible submissive you um you can't listen to anything you know if you get um if we ever if we break up then i will rise you know everybody will support me and i'll rise to the top and be you know this master dom and you will be nothing you will be the bottom because you couldn't follow any directions ever you've never followed directions and that's when i said we go to parties because people like me yeah. They put up with you. <laughs> and at that point, it was the, uh, my arms were grabbed on a, like a, not even a chase lounge. It had a little metal, mm-hmm. little chair yeah. with metal. And my arms were on it. He grabbed my arms so hard that it bent the arms of the chair, was backhanded and lost my glasses. And one of my, so at that point, I was like, okay this is this night is going to be horrible and i hadn't even gotten to that point where i was like it's completely done i i just can't handle it anymore 
you were just like, oh my God, this is... <laughs> here uh, we go. It's another here we night. Go. Yeah. yeah. Here it's we go again. Night. That's when I, I got up and I was like, you know, I'm just going to go in. I got dressed, went inside, and that's... He just basically chased me through the house, yelling and screaming at me, grabbing my arms, and I got to the bathroom. We had a Jack and Jill bathroom. I made it through the first door when he caught my hand in the door. And the middle door was a bifold, so it was open some. And this submissive was sitting on the floor playing on her phone, saying, you've got her hand caught. You've got her hand caught. Let her hand go. So she didn't get up and help you in any way didn't call the cops, i want to make that clear up. to everybody this mm-hmm. woman who's watching someone being chased through the house her hand being smushed into doors and her crying out this woman does nothing but plays with her phone and doesn't yeah. call nine sitting on the floor boohooing like you know fake oh my gosh this is so sits in there could have called anybody in our community anybody that you know, I know of a person that he was on the phone with who would have been there in a heartbeat to say, you know, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. So I make it out outside into the yard. I, you know, by that point, I'm like coming down from being terrified. And I was going to go look for my glasses. I was like, I can't see anything. I need my glasses. So I go out with a small flashlight. And he keeps saying, you need to just go back in and get the big flashlight. He was like, no, screw it. We'll just just buy some glasses tomorrow. Okay. I need my glasses now. So I was walking around out in the yard. Remember back that we have cameras out in mm-hmm. the yard. He says, you know, you need to get a bigger flashlight. And I was like, well, this one's fine. I'll, t- I'll just use it. I'll find it. So I'm walking around with the flashlight on the ground, and he grabs me by my hair, you know, just the top of my head, and pushes me down, you know, just throws me backwards. This is the first I, where I'm like, I'm scared for my life, and this is an all-out brawl that I'm not going to come back from. This is... This is not something BDSM. This is not something that I am a bad sub because mm-hmm. I'm. I knew that it was, it was gonna be bad. It turned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, went back, grabbed me by the hair again, and slammed my face into the ground, and then proceeded to basically jump up and down on my head, and neck and back, screaming about how horrible I am and that, you know, I was useless and I, you know, deserved all of it and he should, you know, he should be patted on the back, I guess, for being just this great guy. And I'll point out all of this is on video. Yeah. And this happened all of this after is you gave him the 30 days. Mm-hmm. That was the 30 days was that morning. So, yeah, so this is his panic terror. I got to change my whole lifestyle. When you back a rat into a corner, yeah, this was his behavior. Did you get him out immediately or did this go on more? This went on when when I finally got up. I'm still in that that trauma bond. 
that it's like, okay. And I get up and I just walk in like nothing happened. You're in, you're in your head trying to justify everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just get in and I, I get up and I just follow him. And then I'm like, oh, well, trash has to go out tonight. Who does that? Who's like, oh, the trash needs to go out. So I was like, I'll, I'll be back in the bedroom in a minute to get all the trash back there. And I sit there and, and think about it. I'm like, I just got the shit beat out of me outside. What am I doing? And when I said that I would be back and I'd go back to the bedroom and get all the trash, I was walking towards the garage door, which is a metal door between the two. And he grabbed me by the hair again and slammed my face into the metal door. I just remember going, that's going to leave a mark. And it left a big mark in the metal door and gave me a black eye. The whole time I'm screaming red. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, well, maybe that'll get through. Maybe that's one thing that he'll hear. And remember, she's still in the bathroom, knows what red means, not some vanilla chick that's just mm-hmm. there going, what the hell's going on, hears me screaming red. At this point, there is sound on the video. Mm-hmm. The thing that the community goes, oh, hell no is when he's screaming there is no red right and tells everybody afterwards oh we were in tpe Mm. um we haven't had a contract to even for me to even put oil on your back much less to have my face slammed into doors and i must have had the look of the devil on my face because i just remember turning around and seeing the seeing him bounce off the refrigerator and disappear i went back into the second bedroom i thought about it afterwards i had a go bag set and ready for six months six months i don't even i don't remember why how i don't even remember how i remembered where the hell i put it I just remember seeing on that that I came back, I put my bag down, sat down on the couch, and was just like, I've got two decisions to make. Stay or get out, even though it's my house, or get out. I've got no one to help me because she's sitting in the bathroom doing nothing. Mm -hmm. And I know all the guns that he has. I was like, no. I can't do it. Comes back out, grabs my hair. You, you know, at, at that point it was, you know, just when he slammed my head back again on the couch. He didn't see my bag. He disappeared again. I took the bag out and drove away. And I remember looking back at the video, and when I went back to go get my go bag, he was outside letting the air out of my tires. So I got out, I drove down the road, got to the light, and I had two directions I could go. One to a friend of ours in the community, and I could go and sleep on her couch, let everything cool down, listen to five million email or voicemails of him, you know, you need to be home, you need to be, I love you, I don't love anybody else, I don't want to be with her, I want you... 
you better be home right just over and over or I could make the left hand turn and go to the person who said my garage will always be open come through the door get naked get in bed and we'll talk about it the next day and I knew if I did that it would be over period I made that left turn and I sit there and go that was the smartest thing I could have done and I said I can go that's where the next part of the story if I had known the hell I was getting ready to walk into I don't know if at that point I sit back throughout the whole thing and go maybe I did make the wrong turn maybe I should have just turned right and then everybody says well if you'd done that you'd be dead and I think about it I'm like yeah I I would be because the waking up being choked was only going to get worse yeah if you had a bug out bag planned six months earlier everything in your whole being was saying this is wrong yeah you don't even remember packing it or putting it up or anything that's your subconscious saying you need to get out of this you got to be ready to go. This person's very volatile. So his behavior. So there's a lot. And, you know, um, the podcast it can only be so long. Mm-hmm. But having been in these relationships, there's a lot of mortar in between these bricks. And I have a feeling there's a lot of days where it's too drunk jab jab here jab jab there whether he's actually been physically abusing you or not you know the poly life i mean he's the whole waking you up in the middle of the night and all of that kind of stuff is literal prisoner of war brainwashing type techniques that were going on with you um I don't know how active you guys were in the community together. Did you guys go out to a lot of parties and scene every week together all the time? Mm-hmm. So he was, you guys were practicing every weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes. See, I don't know. Is that, I don't even call that a vanilla. That's not really a vanilla lifestyle. I mean, but it's just not. It was like Monday through Friday at home and then on the weekends this is how you play would that just for show like a kinkster yeah appearances yeah Yeah. that's what it feels like very much Mm -hmm. like and the next morning after we would go to a party on saturday and sundays i knew sundays were going to be bad sundays Um, were bad for you they should be like after a scene party they should be like a rest day and kind of a pamper a lot of aftercare a lot of they were that's when i would get the you know oh yeah go ahead and then come back where black and white was not black and white it was you made the wrong decision no matter which way you went yeah it was going to be a wrong decision anyway right it sounds like he is very sadistic and doesn't really like women. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be correct. correct. You know. Okay, so you made your left turn. I made my left turn. You made that decision. I made that decision. <clears throat> what happened the day after and the week after? The day after, uh, he had taking money from his mother and my name i went to the bank everything was basically gone i took out the money that was you know i took out 
I don't know. Took out money, took mm-hmm. it to his mother. So he had yeah. his mother take money out of the bank, or he took it out? Y'all he, had joint accounts at this point. He had one account with my name on it to use. He went okay. and asked his mom. She gave him money. Okay. In my name, because, oh, she needs medication or she needs something. Oh, okay. He said, hey, so, mystery needs I got this. You. I don't I got have you. this right That's now. That's what I was trying yeah. to figure out if yeah. he did some other kind of shady stuff you know like well had his mom poses you and got money from you or whatever you know who knows right i don't know that was a huge (laughs) you know threat oh never just never do that you know promise me and i was like the money that i took out wasn't gonna go in my pocket i was taking it to his mom to be like i was gonna bring you all of it but i don't know where it went this is all that's left here and so the next day went down i was like i've got to do something went down to the courthouse the magistrate came out and he didn't even blink i was like he just said here's the paperwork fill it out i don't care if you fill it out here or somewhere else just bring it back Mm -hmm. if you know if you and i was like uh, okay well didn't know i had a huge black eye i was about to Met, say he looked at your face and said and uh here's here, what you need yeah yeah, yeah. You, you don't even have to ask twice so here's yeah. here's what you need so i went and met a couple friends and we were drinking coffee and filling it out because i knew i couldn't fill it out by myself i mean i forgot to check off my own name forgot yeah. to sign things forgot the date you know i had to i had somebody there to help and they followed me back to the courthouse where i turned in the papers so they do is they send you on your way here's the paper we're gonna do this and that was on a tuesday it's amazing that you remember it it was Mm -hmm. a tuesday when all of this happened wednesday i went got the restraining order at yeah. this point, had he already left your house, or did they have to force him out of your house? I went to stay with my friend, stayed there for three days through chemo, because I had chemo that coming mm-hmm. that Thursday. And I came, I finally came home because he was over at her house. So I came home. Yeah, because oh, this is where it just goes blurry because that week was just yeah totally understand just whatever whatever so he he got served and then said well i i just have to stay here so never went back to the house supposedly and i didn't go back until wednesday to get stuff to go for chemo and came back and i couldn't get in the door i'm like what the hell um, he had changed the uh, the passcodes on it. Well, the idiot forgot we set up one for my daughter, so I was like, beep, beep, beep. And got in the house and looked down, I was like, he had broken keys off in the front and side doors and epoxied them in. And just, I mean, going back as I was moving my stuff around, there were stacks of keys epoxied together. There was epoxy in my drill I mean, it was like, okay, him and Gorilla Glue must be best buds. Such a weird bunch of stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah, super psychotic. Like, yeah. 
and then it doesn't help that that thursday and there were there are little things that happened that it's like how did i remember to do that but not remember to do that i mean i called up the security system and had them change my passcode right well thursday well i was at chemo they called me and said somebody is in your house and they're giving the wrong passcode i was like call the cops because i knew who it was right and so the cops get there well i'm on the phone with the security company and they're like oh everybody's here okay that's great and the police were like well we're gonna take him in to get his stuff i was like you're not taking him in my house well i'm not there mm-hmm. well we would have you outside i don't care you're in my house they let him do it anyway i was just like okay and at that point took everything even down to my to my uh toy bag he took all of the sex toys I don't know if he just was going to miss the dildo that I used to peg him with or what, but decided that <laughs> those, <laughs> you know, just anything sure that he, he did, wanted. But he was like, no, I'm taking these. They're expensive right. to replace. So, right. yeah. That and then, you know, guns. That if he took and, them, then you couldn't say that you had used them on him. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, I had pictures yeah. of me pegging him, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But whole videos. But yeah, it hmm. was. It got to the. You know, they have websites. No, that's illegal. <laughs> you can't do that. Can't do that. You can't. You can't. Do that. It's illegal when they do it, by the way. So if he's leaked anything that y'all have had done to any website, and you see yourself yeah. on one of those websites, he can go oh. to jail. But he gave it all to the courts my whole file and his lawyer instead of putting it where it's only for the courts he made it public with all of pictures of me of you know all the impact scenes that i had ever done all yeah, of my so stuff that is, it could all be well she likes this mm-hmm. this is our dynamic and that's right. basically what happened mm-hmm. yep it's and you're we don't have a lot of time left, so you're going to have to go briefly into the in, into that. And I really want you to tell the story about when he had you arrested. That so was a, you got to give the cliff notes. First. Cliff notes, okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll go to then that um, the girl that was sitting in the bathroom, not calling anybody, not helping me, not doing anything. He gets. He gets arrested um, because at that point I had found all the videos, showed them to the cops. The cops went and arrested him immediately. So he was shamed. And I've seen him hold grudges against people for years. So she worked in the domestic violence field and decided that she was going to take an order of protection um, get an order of protection against me, which then I was put in jail. And when I got out, I went Wait, to... Wait, she got an order of protection? How did you violate that? How did she get an order of protection Ooh, can I tell that story? got you to go to jail? Because the first that's... time or the second one? Because there was an order of protection where she lied her ass off about having... That I was psychotic and had to have a gun under her 
she had to have a gun under her pillow in my house when she had her own apartment. She could have left. And then, so, lied her ass off, got her order of protection. Did you want to go on to the... Um, yeah, anybody lunch? can get them. You have to keep them. I mean, so, you gotta... And correct me if I'm wrong in all this. Okay, so they're at a munch. All right, Individual. Just, just an eat... Just She's at a rest. It's at a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. With 14 of our community. Yeah. Right. So she's at a munch. She doesn't know that she's there because she has went into the bathroom and hid and waited till she got there. And he's up in the car telling her when I get there. Yeah. He's up like on a hill or something where he can see down into the restaurant. I'm telling you, it's movie worthy shit. Down where he could see her. She walks in, she immediately calls the police. They come and arrest her for violating the order of protection in front of everybody. 15 of our friends, you know, God and everybody. Yeah. And all of those 15 people went up on the stand and told everything that had happened. He brought up, she brought up through her lawyer everything about oh well it's bdsm and they're just sick twisted people and the judge is going to eat it up to make it easy for him to be like you're out a lifestyle that she is also involved in second liar doesn't have a chance baby second liar doesn't have Mm -hmm. a chance and there was nothing i could do and then the next one was another person that she had been in a relationship with she texts him out of the blue after all of that then goes back gets an order of protection against him puts my name in it with that case number and says well i don't know how they're associated or how they're friends but i've got a restraining order or order of protection against this one they came put me in jail the judge put my bond at $50,000 on a domestic, which is usually never more than ten, never more than, you know, 5000 if that. And she worked in that court system and knew those people? She worked in a different state, mm-hmm. but she knew how it worked. She, she knew exactly how. Yeah, that's your second violation, by the way. But I don't know why she would say, I mean, you know, well, because I know why. She makes everything up. She made all of it up. Did that get dismissed? Did you get out of that? No. Is it still pending? Everything now is finished. I have a three-year order of protection because of the second I violated, violated everything. Now, the night before court, a post was put on FET that I obviously can't say to. Well, I mean, I could. You know, it was basically, yeah. basically bad enough that my lawyer took it into the judge's chambers with her lawyer there. And when we came out, everything was talked, everything was done in court. The judge made my abuser stand up in the middle of court. Court had nothing to do with him. He didn't even have to be there. And the judge handed him the riot act. You don't need to put anything anywhere on anything. And I'm like, okay, if the judge believes that this guy did all this, 
there are laws in the state of Tennessee now that people cannot go back behind an abuser and keep abusing the abused in the court system. Right. There's it, there's a law. You know, if you have one against your husband and his cousin and his brothers and everybody comes after you, the judicial system sees that. But because I didn't take him in for the order of protection, I just because at that point she hadn't done anything mm-hmm. to take anything out on me. I was like, fine. You know, he wanted his hands washed of it. We were supposed to split everything, you know, get back whatever stuff that each one of us had. You know, he could keep everything that he wanted, that he needed. Um, He would go away. That was that. Nothing was ever done. And then she started into her her stuff with the legal system. And it's been teetotal hell for two, two and a half years of, you know, hospitals, doctors, medications, um, PTSD, you know, doing every kind of mental training to bring myself back up to a, to my alpha self, which I've gotten a lot back and talking about it like this helps with a lot of trauma. You know, we have bounced back and forth a lot, but that's, that's where you know, I have to take things. Um, Where are you now? It. Where are you now? Right this minute, I'm shaking like a leaf, and well, it's cold down uh, here. Yeah, well, okay, <laughs> yeah, give me cold that. And <laughs> kind of stressful. It's right? cold. It is. I mean, I think it is a lot to have to relive this. Yeah. You know. Well, and to be able to, I did leave the area of the place that was mine that was owned by me, I sold and left because the court system failed me, the police failed me. It was just a failure in everything. I had to leave, you know, the place where my parents were, where all my friends are, and started a new life in another another place. It's really nice to not have to be terrified to step off of my property thinking that I was going to go and be arrested with this mystery person in the bathroom looking for me. I can walk down the street. I can go anywhere I want to. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine on the reverse end of it, because I had an order of protection against my abuser for quite a long time. And uh, I figured in some ways that was the worst thing because they couldn't be anywhere around me. And what would happen if they were is they would automatically go to jail for 10 years, period. No, go to court, have a fun, maybe get off, maybe not get off. They were going to jail. Mm -hmm. But my circumstances were quite a bit different. Uh, We were not in the community showcasing, you know, I wasn't, none of that. We were kind of partners, relationship type situation. He snapped in an episode, and ours was over a weekend period, but I was brutally beaten. And um, uh, when I went to get my order of protection, they said, uh, sure, 
you know, to the magistrate, but they were like, we want you to go talk to officer so-and-so right now, regardless to if you press charges or don't press charges, we want, you need to go talk to this person. So I gave them a bunch of pictures cause I had pictures in the, that were crazy, but the weekend it's weird because, um, at first the, you know, I, it's a whole nother show for the abuse, but at, there was a point and cause I can take a lot, I guess I would be a power bottom as far as when people are, you know, the pain thing, uh, over this weekend, I had a family member in the house. I had a roommate in the house and did not alert them, did not call red, did not call out anything like that. Cause I was gonna take care of this situation and calm things down and mediate or whatever. And I took a lot of abuse the first night the second night was when it became face punches and things like that and so um it went i mean the whole thing is like a scene from burning better lifetime movie so i mean that'll be a different show i think we'll need to talk about that but um he took a curio curio cabinet i had full of memorabilia a lot of expensive batman memorabilia things like that and i mean there's reasoning and we'll unpack some of that but doused me with gasoline doused it with gasoline i had joke books he was very funny he believe you know i'm he helped me write a lot of stuff whatever he threw my books on there he told me if i went after them he would if i went for anything in that cabinet he was lighting me on fire as well lit it on fire it comes up on my facebook memories because he put death to batman as the curo cabinet is burning on my facebook so it'll randomly come up you know i'm not thinking about it or whatever this all happened and i behaved as though you know well yeah i'm just done with batman you know when i was around my uh, son and my roommate and then the second night is when it got super abusive and i was in a closet and he was just like being punching me and you always think about how you would you know how you would fight back or whatever kind of a thing because i am not a i'm not afraid of a fight let's say i'm a scrappy kind of a girl but literal murder was in this person's eyes Mm -hmm. i mean i had free weights in there i thought about bashing them with free weights but the only thing the what stopped me was you will die if you fail if you don't kill him Mm -hmm. you will die but not only that I believe that I would have put a death sentence on my son and my roommate because he would have killed me and then would have had to take care of whatever situation were to arise from that. And I could not in any way, shape or form put those two people in that situation. And then when he left, he left again. Then, you know, it's exhausting. I think I've got everything cool. Calm down. He leaves. It's evening. You know, this is two days into this. And I make up my face. They can't tell. They don't know. They don't know how bad my face is or anything. And so I'm just exhausted. So I go to sleep and I sleep and we get up the neck. You know, everything's fine, whatever. He calls me. It's like 2 a.m. in the morning. 
you know, he's left. So I've avoided everybody. And the people that I need to see, my makeup skills are good enough. They can't tell. So it's like 2, 3 in the morning. He's in a rage. So this is why I'm like, hmm, why you woke up with, you know, things around your neck on the way to my house. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I didn't say to him, I don't think so. But I got up and I took my son's car and I left. I left my car there so that, you know, he wouldn't know immediately, whatever. And I have probably right now we could find it on Facebook where I have well over 100, 120 creepy ass messages from him, the whole nine yards, blah, blah, blah. But he was at my house for a while. He took hair product that I had. He went to where I was working because I was supposed to work that day. I called my clients. I was actually at the police department, which, he, you know, get in the order of protection. And he was sitting at my work waiting for me to go to he thought I would just go to work you know and um I had I was actually at another friend's after I went to the police department I went to a friend's that he didn't know and was hanging out there because I knew it'd be safe there but yeah I had to turn off my phone I was worried Mm -hmm. that he had tracked me everything was tracked or whatever but um he was at my house for the longest time but didn't hurt RJ or my roommate and they had gotten up and gone to work and I called them though like I had RJ's phone and I said hey don't say anything about me or that it's me but I need you to get out of the house as soon as you can but act like everything's cool and you're just going to work you know and so he was like okay you know sure whatever and so after I had already been to the magistrate and got the order of protection went to the talk to the police and all that kind of stuff he had been at the shop and uh, a friend that knew where I was was like this dude's here in our parking lot still and I was like what they're like yeah and like he had taken a picture of my hair product and sent it to me you know all this coaxing just talk to me coaxing whatever Mm -hmm. I was like yeah a guy that I work with I work with two straight males actually in the hair business at the time and they just they're like I'm calling the law and like spidey sense he left like minutes, like less than 90 seconds before the mm. police arrived there to see what was going on. So he missed all that, whatever. I, you know, I mean, it was crazy. When I went to court for the order of protection, I was, my face was still bruised up. And it was almost 30 days in between the court date. He had mm. broken like my um, cheek bone in here I have like one photo that was left but I was beaten I was you know there was a belt put around my neck to start with and this snapped we were out to dinner with like everything was just normal and he drove from we were at Smoky Mountain Brewery in Pigeon Forge he drove 100 miles an hour down 66 who do you know that doesn't get stopped by the cops on 66 down that 100 miles an hour back to my house and when I got in the house he had taken his belt off from the time I walked in the door he had like looped it around and held me like it was a leash Mm -hmm. and you know was punching me and hit me in the back of the head and the back into my room and then I had a big chair and I had a very large bedroom anyway 
had a big chair in there and I had a belt sitting on it and he had picked up that belt and while holding the other one like a leash started beating me mm-hmm. with that other belt and the buckle and all that and that I mean was not a uh that was not fun but it was a lot of this is punishment blah 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 I mean it was a weird right bunch right. of time like there was yeah. so much that went on in this 48 hours that was like oh, Jesus you know but then there was a there'd be like a break or and everything's cool and whatever and then it would be this crazy rage again and then I think it's calmed down and whatever but then there was you know, yeah. there I just was learned rape to go and everything lit. involved in there. And um, yeah, so it's I mean, it was wild time. But when I went to court, they were like I had a police escort back out to my car mm-hmm. and would have to go back and face him every single time. And then there would always be some court ordered lawyer that would be like so you know uh they haven't violated any of the order and i'm like yeah that means it's working like they're not coming around (laughs) that's what that means i get it they've been a good boy but it means that it's actually working and they're leaving me alone which is what i would like to happen and I think the last time that I was at court I know that person well enough but it was understood don't make it nothing it won't be nothing like all I want from this person is my 100% complete I'm dead to him you know what I mean like that's all I want from them I know for a fact that mine to this moment if he listens to this if he hears an MS uh, commercial I know, especially the way he was mad at other people, that every time I will never be off of his lips. She gets oh. to hear about me. Oh, I'm sure. Constantly. And I, I tell you, I I really hope that at least the community has backed you up and has supported you and been there for you because I can tell you, you know that he's banned from everything here. And now that people found out that she sat and did absolutely nothing. Yep. She has yeah, been banned. Yeah, that should be banned as well. Too. Oh, mm-hmm. they are. They are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's right, been so such a things. lot. I know. It's been really heavy. It's been really heavy. Mm-hmm. So I have two things. One, ladies, I guess my ass is going to jail. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got to make your mind up. Like, if it were just me now, I might have made different decisions. And if it were just me in the house at the time, I I might have made different decisions. But I'm telling you, you don't know till you're in it on whether you would or not. There's an old Eddie Murphy bit (laughs) (laughs) where he's talking about, you know, if you, um, I think it's the difference between slapping a white woman and slapping a black woman you know the one that you know the white woman's he does it like he's in movies like the white woman goes smack oh like that and the black woman's like smack um why don't you just go to sleep yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah uh goodbye earl is a thing well this is yeah there was no once this weekend was over that was over there yeah. was no somebody would die 
Like, the, mm. I'm just saying right now, like, that was, yeah. there's no way that that relationship could have been like, and, oh, yeah, all is forgiven. And mine, and, every time any of that would happen, I learned to go completely limp and not fight back mm -hmm. at all. So it didn't get worse. Yeah. I mean, they're like, well, you never fought back uh, in every video, every lawyer and every ADA and everybody's like, well, you didn't fight back. Yeah. Well, I if I fought back, I'd die. So why? Right. Just kind of limp out and you can't carry dead weight. You can't fight oh, yeah, dead weight. Yeah, they can. They'll drag you through with dragging you by the hair, the head, or the arm. Or, they I already mean, did well, that. We did, we did all that. Yeah, it was like... The other question... Well, that Go first ahead. one wasn't a question, but the question that I have for you ladies is... Us people who have not been victims... I've been victims of other things, but not this. Right. What can we do to support you and try not to there's people out there that victim blame all the time that they try to justify uh, the abuse and it's unjustifiable you just can't do it but there are people out there that do it especially in a BDSM relationship mm -hmm. because we do have those desires and those fantasies what can we do to help you through your journey because this is an everlasting journey yeah yeah, it, it's, I mean, it is, it's wake up every day going, is he going to drive by? Is he going to? Yeah. And it's, you know, keep in touch with me, reach out, you know, shoot me a text, just let me know you're thinking, you know, and it's, and I've always been one of those, you know, I've got a couple that they're like, what's going on? Well, this is going on. Okay, we'll see you Friday. You know, that's if you say, how can I help you? I'll be like, oh, I'm fine. But if you say, I'm going to be doing this, see in an hour, that's it's follow through. It's mm -hmm. it's it took me three or four parties to figure out that there are people out there that red does mean red. And do you know how long it took for me to. The first time I said red, I was like, you mean somebody's actually going to stop? Somebody listen to me? <laughs> Somebody what? listen. So, I mean, I just, I, I guess it's support. It's talking just to, you know, see where you are mentally and not saying, you know, if I just say I'm fine, everything's cool, say, <laughs> but really, you know. Yeah, this is still those. really fresh for you, isn't it? Well, it is because the abuse, the two and a half years after all of the original abuse through the courts. Yes. So every time, you know, they, they say you hear it all the time. Oh, well, just drop it. You talk about it all the time. Every time I talk about it, there was something new mm -hmm. to talk about. There That's was, why I think you need to write a book. Ah. Uh, I know I'm so proud of you, so proud of you. Victim, I mean, victim yeah. blaming and shaming is for real it's a huge. thing, a real thing. And I honestly believe with our community, the way that you just put it, because we're in a community where even the people in the community will look at it and go, well, that, I mean, that could be, it looks like it. It's, if I didn't have that video with him saying 
there is no red. When people all over the country have heard that, you know, there are many, uh, many groups out there. It's not just Knoxville area that's got them banned. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First of all, and right CSF there. is on it. And yes. In, in the community, that video was absolutely 100% crucial for you being backed up for whatever was going on. Because we weren't active in the community, when I went in, I had a little bit more validity. A little bit more respect came with my complaint because of the fact I wasn't out in the BDSM community. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter now, going through courts and whatever, things may have been brought up that, you know, she enjoyed this play, she liked it rough, we're very primal, blah, 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 blah. Because in a different circumstance, many of the things that happened to me that night, I wouldn't have hated in a different setting know that or that circumstance. Complete right? evil behind everything. It's how it was done to me, what was done to me, and ex- the intent behind what was done to me. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, I get it. Because one of the questions before we started talking that we talked about wanted to be asked was about, was this a turn on for us? You've been reading my book. You told me. <laughs> we talked about it, silly. And I, really, I said it out loud. I really want to address it because of the fact people ask this, and I can say to you 100 fucking percent unequivocally, no. No. Not at fucking all. Nope. It was the most horrific experience yes. that I've felt in a really long time and trying to keep that shit together to keep mm-hmm. my kid and my roommate and anyone because of the sense of shame that you're shadow- saddled with because you like this. Mm-hmm. I like this. You yeah. understand? Yeah. I consent to this from people. I mean, how well do you know somebody anyway? I knew this guy for years. Who would have thought, all right, this person is somebody I met with a suitcase full of toys, said, you don't need a suitcase full of toys to be a dom. Here we go. It was great. I mean, you know, we didn't, I enjoyed this person until such betrayal. Yeah. And complete and total betrayal. And the hate that was in that person's eyes was just literal i mean seriously wanted to kill me and this was somebody who was supposed to really like me mm-hmm. and love me and care about me so it's yeah there's nothing but yet if i told you parts about whatever i could turn you on i could make yes. you tingle by things that happened to me if i said those actions in a different context but as they were happening, fuck no. There was nothing sexy at all about right. it. And you that's, know? we went, you so, had that question, and I answered that question that where you had asked, you know, but did you like that? And at that point, it was like, I'm being victim blamed by somebody that I respect so much. But the more I thought about it, I mean, it was like it's a valid, she's a, it's a question. valid question it, in our 
community. Yes. When I ask things, mm-hmm. I, I, I ask know. because I want to know the biology behind it, the psychology behind it. The I want to know the reason why. And it's right. not necessarily, and I always try to put myself in somebody else's position. I always try to put myself in your shoes. Mm-hmm. For me, would I ask that question to myself? Would I be thinking that way if something like that happened to me? But I don't have I don't have a gauge to go on because that hasn't happened. There have been times in my life where, like I said, I've been in very precarious situations and I'm like, all right, maybe you're hitting my throat a little bit too much right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're face fucking me a little too hard right now. What are you going to do, Jen, if this turns another way that you don't want it to go? Right. So those are the questions I ask myself. It is it is not my intent to victim blame at all. I just, I want to know the science behind it. Why do people act the way they do? Right. As, as a victim to sit there and I'm, I'm a survivor. I'm not a victim. I mean, I'm just, I'm not, I survived. I'm alive. You're alive. We survived. Stems back to my mother Mm-hmm. And me constantly asking that question, why did you let this happen? Well, time and time again, in it. by different, different men. Yeah. You know, I could see, it you know, back one, to the picker. right. Yeah. Yeah. She's just picking the same package because mm-hmm. she likes the package. And that's what I thought I hadn't done. I thought my picker is better because I'm with somebody that understands what I like. Well, you talked for freaking 600 and, you know, 700 and however many days. Like, what's the math on 365 days? Eight hours a day. That's a lot of communication to think you know someone. That's a lot of time thinking that you're having deep conversations when really it was whatever in the minutes of his day and he knew enough about me said he researched my ms that when he would get too rough in the community he would tell people and two or three people put it in on in writing that he would tell people this is the only way she can understand she has ms and that's how they remember things yeah he said that to me too and i said that that was full of shit but okay you have a nurse friend that has ms i'm sure she'd beg to differ you know how well you can learn things or remember things it's hard to remember when not only do you have a brain injury he's giving you a brain injury i think what it boils down to is a very very little person whose life is so incredibly pathetic that he has to find a way to make others mm-hmm. life just as pathetic as his and preferably somebody that is alpha enough so that when he breaks them it's yeah that that there's that huge beauty in here at, I've broke this strong person and yeah down to nothing exactly and it's it's scary i would say to anybody especially because i was a social butterfly and nobody knew tell somebody you trust tell one person 
because I bet you money that there is somebody out there that knows what's going on with you. I had that one person, and he came to me two years before any of this. Mm-hmm. He saw it. He knew it. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Have that one person because you'll know exactly where to go when you are ready to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody can tell me, oh, you should have, should have, should have, should have. Oh, you can should have, would have, could have, anything the whole time. And there, yep. again, there are people, my ex-husband was 6'4 and a bodybuilder. And I climbed him like a tree one day and got in his face and was like, you will never do blah, 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 blah. And so, I mean, I had no fear I would have taken him on the spot. No fear. I know that's crazy. I was a much younger person. Things are different. Mm-hmm. But this other person, there is a difference when you there you know when somebody absolutely 100% means to kill you and that's a whole different yeah. thing. And and until and you see what I'm it, say- yeah. you can't say. Because, right. believe me, yeah. all the scenarios, the only thing that would have made a difference that day, and this is still, I could have still ended up the person dead, but if I had had a gun in the house available to me, I would have shot him dead. I would probably be in jail, but that is the only thing, because that would have been the only sure way mm-hmm. I would have known that I would have killed him. And that was the difference. I could not be sure that I could have beat him bad enough to get him off of me. And he outweighed me. But he was a big, huge man. Would he have, would you, if somebody came up to you and said, honey, he is so abusive you hadn't gotten to that point yet but somebody saw it in you even when you were like oh no it's we're we're still good we're good to have one person that says doesn't say he's abusing you he's doing this when you are ready yeah my door is open i did everybody thought he was the greatest guy ever and what's sad is at that time you know i was not I did not think that things would end up like that at all. Neither did I. You know, so yeah, it's just a different thing to just, to a I lot of his pals ask, and people. What would you say to somebody? Be that one person that says, "Yeah, when it's time, get out." My door. No, not even get out. Or my my door is open. Yeah, knowing that people have a safe place to land yes. is very important. Mm-hmm. Be that friend. I mean, be, but be also a true. friend like you know as far as availability like she was saying like have the follow-through of the friend however that i don't know maybe haven't been to the extreme i think that there are things that are you know a lot of people feel they're abused about things and it's like you're not in my opinion this is not abuse this is i can't get what i want when i want when I want it or whatever, you know, I or attention groups or in my whatever in domestic violence groups yes. and everything. And I sit there and go, man, 
you know is I, that I, abuse maybe we don't maybe, know maybe we've had such an extreme maybe yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that we really don't, don't know get what's you're, abuse you're sitting there judging other people and you don't want to judge that, that right. they've been abused worse than me yeah or and then less that's than. when you hear is and, when when it's yeah like i think everybody has been worse than me for whatever reason oh, like yeah. i'm like oh yeah this is you know Mine's i know just for nothing. sure that everybody has been worse than me because you I haven't know, been abused. I know that my life is extremely blessed up until this point. And there are other people out there that have suffered way more than yes. I have. Unspeakable yeah. torture mm-hmm. and terror. So yeah. that's that's my whole thing is, you know, I think it's all great to think what we would do, what we would do, what we would do. I would do, I would do, mm. should do, but you don't know until you're in it. Until you However, know. when it's safe to get away, and a lot of times it might be your hairdresser, especially if you've had a hairdresser mm-hmm. for a long time. And black dots were very big deal. Used to, you could just put a black dot on the palm of your hand if you're in an abusive relationship. Show your hairdresser that. Most of them know that, especially if they've been doing hair, you know, the last 10 years mm-hmm. to now. Even that's the thing. Order the pizza on. Yeah, the they yeah. showed that on a thing. There are ways to get out. You'll be believed. The biggest lie that these people tell you is that uh, nobody, nobody will believe, believe you, you, which is really hard for you mm-hmm. with the courts and everything. But hopefully, as you know, people grow and they realize. But at least in the community, don't be afraid. If this, if the person that abused me, if they had a, a profile, I would let people know. I would mm-hmm. say, hey, that person's an abuser. I don't pop in on their everyday life and say, hey, this person's an abuser every yeah. time that, you know, whatever. They can live their life. Eventually, if this is who they are, it's coming out again. I'm happy. I'll be happy to co-sign. I'll be happy to sit as a witness, you know, whatever on that person's character. But, you know, as far as I feel bad for you that they didn't believe you. That's what sucks, that the courts treated you the way that they did. One of those, I and I don't know how, par for the course. I mean, I just, other than the community I mean, the community has rallied around me so much that, no, I don't have to say anything about him. I'm really, you know, I can't say his name. I can't go through and I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else has already done it. Yeah. He's yeah, already he's, he's that person. You had yeah. the blinders on, yeah. you know. Because it came out as, you know, your mentor and who he is in the community. And, and you know, I can already tell from the story, he's not going to say, no, I don't know this. It's going to be, of course, this is how it goes. It's whatever. Okay, this has been a... I know, it's, it's been, been a, a long bit of a one. Very long. But I think very, very cathartic for everybody. It's kind of important. I don't know that I want to do it again. we need to stick to keeping things light look we're gonna end this really quick if you if you need help there are resources for you if you just want to vent if you want to rant send us an email at gabbingirltime at gmail.com we'll help you in whatever way we can
Yeah. Like I said, you can always find us on our Instagrams and our Facebook and our Twitter and our TikToks. Um, Mystery, I love you. I'm so happy that you came in today and told your story. Thank you for sharing with us. And we didn't even, like, I'm telling you, girl, write the book. I've got the outline of everything. (laughs) from this. I just want to say, any female, male... There are places online. There are places for you to go. There are places for you to be. Please find the domestic violence hotline. Please. They've got websites where as soon as you click a button, it will go away so that your abuser will not see it. There are resources for you. If you feel you can't go to friends or family, please reach out to them. Your life is worth more than not picking up the phone. I love you, ladies. Every one of you. Yes. I love you. Are you going to sing with us? You. Oh, girl, you know sing. you want to. Thank want you to. for listening, everybody, by the way. Yes. Thank you. Everyone. Everyone. Who even my, even my friend from high school. Especially your friend from high school. Yeah. I love you, Skahunda. <laughs> hey, we, I love you, each and everyone from <laughs> Tiny Tim. Yes, you're totally Tiny Tim. <laughs> well, we thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Dong. I do like the dongs. <laughs> <laughs>